This is Getting Past the Subtitles. My name is Sean Peel. This is DK Lee. And welcome to our fourth and final week of our Asian Gangsters series here. We are wrapping up with Lee's final pick. He went with The Outlaws from 2017. This was directed by Kang Yoon Sung. And you've never seen this before. Nope. Which I still find kind of shocking. Unbelievable. Is it really shocking? A though? little bit. A little bit. I think it'd be like up your alley. You'd be like, oh, I see. But but rethinking about it, you know, 2017. Yeah, we're talking it's a little about, too. We're, we're talking about Lee here. It's a little too late, you know. It's a little too ahead of his time. Yeah. Is it too late of his time? Yeah. Right? Is that so? Brave on him <laughs> for picking such a thing. Um, I have seen it before, actually. Mm. I kind of have to refresh my memory. But um, rewatching it, I was refreshed. Uh, I liked it. You know, what is uh, why'd you go ahead and pick this movie? What compelled you to do so? Well, it's a it was a huge hit in Korea, mm. and when it first came out, everyone was like talking about it, and there were like a lot of memes, and they were talking about the actors and mm. how they acted and all that, and. Madong Sok was on his way up and up, you know. He was already popular, but, you know, this just kind of cemented him even more. Right. So, all of that in 2017, but I didn't watch the movie. And it, and it just went, like, straight over your head. <laughs> you know, it's funny because all of these really popular things, I always miss the hype. And I never do it when it's hype. Like, in the heat. Like, Squid Game right now, right? It's uh-huh. crazy. Like, yeah. There's everyone talking about it, but I haven't watched it yet either. And I don't know why. It's like I'm never I'm never like attracted because of hype. Right. And I don't I'm not like trying to be some kind of like against the wave. Yeah, I'm not some kind of against the wave kind of person, (laughs) but like I'm genuinely just not like interested in it. Mm -hmm. I don't have this like inclination to just want to watch it. That being said, I think that this movie is still a fairly good movie i think in terms of um what it is uh well it's a very typical movie though it's not there's nothing uh different you know what i mean like it's not right yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not something that's like oh wow this is doing something new mm-hmm. but i think that it is doing something old but doing it well right so i think in that sense it's a pretty fun movie to watch mm-hmm. yeah i I thought it was good too when I when I first saw it, and when I seen it again, I really had the same feelings about it. Um, it's a really entertaining movie, and it does a lot of things right. You know, I think it's one of those movies. Like I said, it's not anything innovative. It's not like you know Oscar worthy. Like it's not anything in that uh, lane. But it does present itself as like a summer blockbuster kind of film for sure. But it does like everything right as a really good film while also being attractive as like an entertaining like theater kind of film at the same time yeah like you don't it really is that kind of movie without sacrificing like the tropey or typical like hollywood goofs kind of that you may find a lot of the times Uh, i think the movie is really well grounded as like plot and like the world that it's in while also like I said, being entertaining and being like 
action and having a good plot, having good enough characters that you follow along. You know, like everything really follows smoothly. And there's not even like a lot of like holes or nitpicks that you could really, you know, like dig into, in my opinion, anyway. So it's it's a solid movie, like all in all. Like I said, it for sure, it's really good. Um, so this was based off of a real event, actually, uh, from 2004 called the Huxapa incident. Mm. I feel like I butchered that. Did I butcher that? Huxapa. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you know about it? No. Nope. No. So, I mean, I did a little reading. There's an article here. Um, you can look up. But basically, it's like the Chinese come in and uh, as a gang and start going over like Seoul's gang's turf. They're like uh, they're Koreans, but they're from China. So they're like uh, okay, yeah, they're mixed. Right? They're they're diaspora. Like they're mm. they're they're from China. Gotcha. Well, they're they're. Koreans who live in China and then uh, they kind of came back. Okay, okay, kind of like expats. A little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, like expats. But gangsters, kind of. <laughs> <Gangster. Yeah. laughs> Illegal. Gangsters. Yeah, I don't know the word for it, but yeah, <laughs> we've come back not to live in our home, but to just you know. Yeah, I know the Korean word for it, but I don't know the. Um. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, so they came back to Korea and then basically like took over the like bars and karaoke's and like hostess clubs and things like that. Yeah. And essentially, just kind of took over like territory essentially and started their own thing and i guess i read like they were pretty much just as violent as you kind of see in the movie and that a lot of the things in the movie kind of draw from it like using axes and knives and it's all like i think that really added to making a grounded film like they really pulled a lot from i think the actual events right while at the same time making a really good movie at the same time um but yeah so why don't you walk us through what this movie was was the outlaws it's a weird name it's <laughs> it's like a really typical cop right uh movie i would say cop like gangster you know mm-hmm. movie where uh, the main character balong Salki, is this cop who's a veteran who has been on the streets dealing with uh, the gangs um different groups of gangs uh for years and there's this one gang. Um, I forget exactly their names, like the different names, but for the gangs. But right. one of them have like the snake tattoo gang. Yeah. And then the other gang, I don't know the name of the gang. <laughs> I know one's like, like Black Venom, I think. Yeah, that's or, probably or the Venom snake. Something. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't one. watch it with subtitles, so I oh, don't okay, know the okay. exact um, name for it. But anyways. Yeah, I don't know the other gang. I know Venom was the one, but I don't remember the other. Yeah, so uh, there was a stabbing. Um, somebody stabbed a member of the Black Venom gang, yeah. and the cop, um, our main character, Badong Saki, is investigating what happened. And he finds out that uh, one of the members from a different gang basically stabbed him. Yeah. And so he's, he's very uh, experienced, and he knows all these gangs, and he's kind of not buddy-buddy with them, but he's in the know, right. and he... Uh, developed a rapport with them so uh, they kind of respect him as somebody who uh, is you know dealing and kind of lets them do their thing as, and as long as they stay within the bounds of his you know right yeah stay within the bounds of uh, his law as long uh, as they're civil yeah <laughs> uh, they are able to kind of you know do their thing 
And so the first scene is him kind of making men amends with the um, Snake Venom, Black Venom gang, and the um, the other gang, mm-hmm. and kind of making the two bosses like come and come together and kind of uh, apologize to each other and make <laughs> friends with each other, yeah. right? And that happens, but um, that all kind of crumbles as soon as uh, Jiang Chen, um, the guy from China, mm. uh, comes to Korea, and he can't. He comes to Korea because there's this guy who's part of the uh, Snake Venom gang, right? I think so. Yeah. Who uh, is in debt to him, and he owes like a lot of money, yeah. and basically he is uh, basically uh, threatening him to. Um, bring him his money or else he's gonna kill him obviously and so he does that and then the guy who owes the debt he calls um, his gang members and they come and the Black Venom gang's boss he confronts Jiang Chen but then uh, basically Jiang Chen kills him on the spot and takes over the gang basically and so after that Jiang Chen starts uh, making moves and tries to um, take over the other gang's uh, casino or like uh, the uh, yeah casino uh, yeah. gaming area, and basically he takes that over, and then so like a lot of these like cascading domino effect happens with different gangs who are involved and have uh, territory and turf are being kind of pushed out or being threatened by this guy who yeah. is just randomly who just came from China. And they're wondering what's happening. And I'm in the midst of all of this. Uh, um, Ma Dong-seok's character, he uh, is trying to figure out what's happening. Mm-hmm. And later on, he finds out that the boss of the um, Black Venom gang, he's been cut into pieces. And they find it on, in the street somewhere yeah. in like a plastic bag. And so that causes a big stir. And that really causes him to try to track down who did it and who was the culprit and basically they figure out it's Jiang Chen and he tries to capture him by making this trap basically uh, he um, sets up this thing where he he captures um, one of the subordinates of Jiang Chen and uh, once he captures him he basically tortures him <laughs> and then he uh, interrogates Interrogates. Interrogates. Yes. Slow down. Interrogates <laughs> him and you know tries to find out about Jiang Chen, but uh, he wouldn't talk. And so basically, they kind of create the scheme where they fake it and make it seem like he's gonna be sent back to China, and there he's gonna be immediately executed. But while they're going on, um, they're while they're in the car or the truck or whatever, and they're sending him to the airport. Um, to um, two of Ma Dong-seok's subordinates, they kind of um, play and act like they're um, part of this uh, smuggling um, drugs and like trying to sell drugs in Korea. And they have this, uh, they have a lot of drugs, but they don't have a place to sell it. So he kind of uses that as a a way to kind of draw um, the subordinate into... um, being like, oh, I can help you. I can, you know, find you a place. And um, so the subordinate uh, does that. And then they're like, okay, um, then we'll talk later. And basically that's their bait. Yeah. And they're trying to bait him into, you know, um, 
getting them to meet Jiang Chen um, at a um, bar or whatever. And so they do that and they set all of this up and they have all these police um, getting ready to uh, raid the place as soon as he comes in. But uh, basically Jiang Chen doesn't go there. He goes somewhere else because he ha- he had this, uh, what do you call it, like a contract or whatever to uh, kill this dude. Basically just like, just seeking revenge against being backstabbed, quote unquote. Yeah, well, technically, like, it's not. It's because remember, like, there's that scene where he uh, meets with um, yeah, yeah. one of the hotel building guy who yeah. is trying. He's kind of like a thug too, and mm-hmm. he uh, says like, if you kill the um, Korean mafia, the head of the Korean mafia, then then uh, you know we'll give you like a certain amount of money, right, and yeah. he accepts that. So that's yeah, why he like goes. A job yeah, it's like, it's a job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's like a hit job, right? Essentially, and yeah. so like basically he goes um there to kill him and it's kind of like a bait he um countered, right? Yeah. He made it look like he's gonna go to the uh to the bar for the drug deal thing, but instead he went to go try to kill the yeah. the Korean <laughs> boss guy. Yeah. And so yeah, he goes there and uh he's about to kill him, but he's not able to because basically um the Korean boss basically runs almost all the way to the uh the police. And on the street, yeah. yeah. And so Jiang Chen can't uh, cap- kill him. And then he basically has to start running away. And he, he tries to find um, a way to get a passport and money. And he gets to the airport, but then um, Ma Dong Sok finds him and beats <laughs> him up. <laughs> and, so you, you're not running away to China, sir. Yeah, and that's basically the end of the movie. I kind of butchered the <laughs> the details of it, but... It's a very basic movie. <laughs> the details are in when you watch the movie. Follows you can... it up with it's a very basic movie, though. Yeah, <laughs> a very simple movie. No, actually, I will say like there are times where it can get like a little complex, or just like you get lost in the different gangs because there's a lot. There's like yeah, there's so many parties involved by there's like, like three the... major gangs. Yeah, and so especially as like you know someone who's not Korean or like speaks Korean, yeah, with like the names and just like really keeping track of like all the different pieces at play i can definitely see like i think that's a definitely a language thing because for yeah. me like i didn't have a problem with that i'm like right. oh, okay this guy's this and that guy's that mm. but uh yeah i can i can definitely see that if you're if you're not familiar with yeah the language because yeah. even like i mean this was my second time the first time was it's been a while so but if it wasn't for that too like i definitely had to kind of realign myself a lot of watching it like oh okay so that was like part of this gang and Sometimes it gets confused, like, are those part of the same gang? No, they're different yeah. gangs or whatever. Like, who kills who? But I think they did a pretty good job of delineating the different gangs, though. Yeah, yeah. Because even even from the beginning, you're introduced to the two gangs, right? Yeah. You know the parties, like, it sets it up well. Yeah, it like, sets it up well, I yeah. think. Yeah, so, th- so yeah, I do give them credit for that, where, like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it can get blurry, but I think they yeah. definitely um, created distinction between the yeah. two different gangs. Especially with the tattoo and the other guys. Um, You just got to pay attention. And then the Korean Korean gangsters basically all wear suits. And, (laughs) you know, like, it's a little bit different for each gang. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you could tell, like, the hostess, like, owning, like, gang versus, like, the Venom guys who own, like, the the casinos. Yeah. Or, like, the gambling, essentially. Even in appearance, they're very different and such like that. And then they're just Jiang Chen and his two... Dudes. And it's just, <laughs> it gets like blurry because he like it starts with him and like like three 
and then he like kills the Venom gang and then takes over his men. Yeah. So he keeps like that's when it gets blurry. Yeah, yeah where he keeps, you're like, like populating who's gangs. who's part of Jiang Chen's group now, right? Like right. that's what you're kind of get confused with. Right, right. And it's always like more than it seems because it's like oh it's just thirty guys, but it feels like there's hundreds. Of yeah, them. like it feels like there's more more at stake than that. Yeah, and then he goes to like the other guy who's like the big boss who like he tries to get the money from to yeah. loan, which is we don't even know like who that guy's part of. Yeah. Just like assuming like we don't know. He's just like some third party and he's like, Hey, we got this hit job if you take out Wong and then we'll give you the money or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, What's happening right now? What? But um yeah, I think overall, like I said, it's a solid film. I think the story really weaves uh very well. Like even plot and like keep a track of everything. Like it really I was really impressed this time around, like how much it kind of sets up and pays off like everything. It's just everything is tied up nicely and like I said, it follows pretty coherently. Like even with, for example, the um, the two guys that end up playing the Chinese like cops or whatever and then it turns out that, like the twist is that they weren't cops or working under uh, Mother Tsuk's character yeah. um, to basically use Trapun and use it as bait to lead to Chung Chen. But like before that, you know, we made them as like the gasoline guys, and they're yeah. like basically his informants yeah. on the street. And then they tell him that the leader for Black Venom had died, and yeah. whatever like this new gang was at play. So like just setting that up and like paying it off afterward, like hey, don't forget these characters. And then they play a pretty you know satisfactory. Yeah, the movie does a good job with that, even with the kid. Yep. Who comes out in the beginning, and you kind of have him as just the guy who sells the the. Uh, the dough, the whatever, bread, whatever thing. Oh, the stand. Yeah, the yeah, twisty, yeah, uh, yeah nice. at the stand, and he always sells it. And then slowly he works at the... Like the restaurant? The restaurant whatever. or whatever, yeah. yeah. Whatever that is. And then later on, he kind of bolsters the people to kind of cooperate with the police. And then right. after that, he's the one who calls Madong uh, but then he kind of yeah. isn't able to reach him. He's like and, the, the little victim. Too. And that, yeah, and, and that kind of... Um, you know, set up and pay off at the end is mm-hmm. nice. Another one is um the young cop, yeah. Who who in the beginning is you know, you know, all very like eager and and go getter, go getter. Like, prove myself, and then and he's he like, wait up. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets you know burned by oil, and he's like, this ain't the this job ain't for, for me. me. <laughs> and then later on, you know, he kind of finds the courage to come back to it and and do it and finish right. the job. So that's a good nice arc there. So like. There's a lot of like different setups that they do in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That they pay off really well. Even like the photographs, so like they like so they ask the all the the locals to play a part in because like their big operation that yeah. they pull out of their ass in one scene is like they they want to capture like twenty five arrests to basically like justify this operation, like this one last job that they want to yeah. do, um, and so they basically ask the locals to take photographs and ID all the gang members so that way they can make the arrests. And then, like, during that scene when uh, Jiang Chen ends up in the the restaurant restaurant, with the kid and he basically goes after them because he finds the photographs laying around in the restaurant. So even, like, that little uh, point kind of has a purpose for something, you know, eventually. So it really, like I said, it really does a great job of not wasting uh, resources, I guess you could say, like in the story, yeah, which is 
something that's rare, honestly. Like, it's hardly, like, that you find that a movie does it that well or makes that good of you. I mean, I think good movies do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But bad but how movies... how many of the, like, you know what I mean? There's not a lot around. I think there are a lot. It's just, I think the execution is important, too, you right. know? yeah. It's like, they have a lot of, either, either some movies have a lot of setups uh, but don't have good payoffs, mm-hmm. or they have not enough setups, sure. and that kind of makes the movie feel like, what am I kind of watching it for? Sure. So there's like different, you know, reasons why, but I think this had just enough, yeah. where it's like, oh, like they kind of wrapped up enough of them to make you feel like good, good about it, because it kind of wraps up in different points of the movie too, right? So yeah, yeah. I think that's another important thing where it kind of keeps you invested in the movie because you have a promise of getting something later right right where you have these setups and then um as one resolves and another resolves you're kind of getting a little reward yeah. you know a treat for like, oh, sticking yeah. sticking with the movie you know <laughs> uh, one thing i would say was kind of not fleshed out <clears throat> enough i feel yeah. like um i think is kind of the um negative point of the film i think is Chang Chen and his dealings with the hotel guy and that debacle because I feel like those his manager yeah oh, the okay. the hotel guy who you know gives you know they have the they lunch together and sure. he demands money and then, and then the guy you know it's like yeah I'll give you the money as long as you kill the oh the, no, okay, uh, okay. the Korean boss right okay I just feel like it was it was kind of abrupt and you don't really know exactly um like everything surrounding it and it just kind of feels like okay you just kind of like threw that in there so that we can kind of wrap things up right um and i think that's one of the things that i kind of feel uh was the if if i were to name one of the biggest um i guess uh criticisms i have for the movie Mm. would be chang chen's motivation whereas for me like I would have liked to know like where he's coming from a little bit more. Um, I don't know if it's just the character of like he just you know wants money all the time, but like <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it would it would have been interesting to maybe explore like um, like a backstory, backstory, kind of or like you know why he wants money, yeah. or like what what is he doing? Like what is he trying to do mm-hmm. with all of this? Like, yeah. or is he just a kind of guy who just likes to see? people suffer and like things around them going his way and that's all he wants or i mean like it would have been cool to kind of have a little bit of more insight into Mm -hmm. who he was or the motivations that he has for doing the things that he does because even at the end of the movie like he's definitely a very intimidating and uh and a good villain i think but i think if we if we knew a little bit more about him in that sense then I think it would have hit, developed him more into somebody who is more formidable at the end. Sure. Whereas I feel like in this movie, like I I understand that he's this like you know crazy guy, but that's all he is, you know. Like, and yeah, I don't yeah. really know more about him. So, yeah. Yeah, they went with a very like Jokerish kind of character, like a guy without a backstory and who just kind of wants to see the world burn. But it's not even that because. I mean, if there is a motivation, like for me, what I say, if there is motivation, it is money. 
mainly like he it is money but like it, 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 for me it's like but but other than that it's it's not strong enough yeah yeah it doesn't yeah. feel strong enough to uh-huh. warrant like him just wanting to kill everyone like he just doesn't care right. like, like the aggression and basically like just his character behind what he seeks isn't really explained or like we don't have anything to latch on to that right because usually when somebody wants money it's not just money that sure. they want it's more like power like right. money yeah, can yeah. bring you power usually that's why they want uh-huh. money you right? know it's funny because it's like i wouldn't say i mean there's a little of like a negative connotation but it, it feels like a missing piece in anything but they really had an opportunity to put something there if they wanted exactly because like as the investigation continues and they had the scene where where the uh model six basically like who's this guy and they're like, oh, it's Chang Chen, and th- he's actually like from China, and he comes from this gang called like the Black Dragons, I think they were called. Mm. And they kind of flesh out like very frugally like that. What but, he's about, yeah, yeah, or like you know a little bit of his backstory, like he comes from China, he's from this gang. Like if they just develop that a little, a little more, bit more, right? Even in just like not with him personally, just as like an investigation unit, so, like and they just kind of find out like what he's about, right? Like, Maybe he was like an orphan and like right. he had some problems. Or like, oh, he got kicked out of his gang, so yeah. now he's here and he wants to like, you know, create his, his own, own gang. gang. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, Even if they said something like that, uh-huh. it might have made it seem more, you know, Whole, I don't know, like holistic yeah, 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 like, yeah. like yeah, holistic. Because at the end, he's running away, right? He's about to go back to China. So like, right. what was his point of even coming here? Like, <laughs> right. was he there? Like. It just doesn't feel very well thought out on his part yeah. of like how he's dealing with things, right? Even like him even going like coming to Korea all t- for just to collect the debt isn't like a strong enough case on its own. Right. Like you 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 kidnapped the guy who is Korean and you went back to his home country in Korea just to collect like okay, it's a pretty big lump sum of cash, but like to come in to like want to confront his like the gang that he belongs to, right. like to go through all of that, you know, yeah. without knowing, like having to go through more. all the obstacle of like three different gangs and right. the cops and you know, like yeah, and clearly, like he's after something more because he kills him anyway. He takes over the gang. Like clearly, there's more right. going on than just him being a debt collector. Right. But there's nothing that explains sort of that, you know? What yeah, I mean, he, he like, I think he he like the actor acted really well. Yeah. But I do think that the character itself is not very multi-dimensional. Sure. It's kind of like one or two-dimensional. Mm. So I think in that sense, I'm kind of disappointed. Right. Um, but I think he was a fun villain, though. I think like yeah, I think definitely like in that sense, it wasn't a bad villain. It's just like I kind of wanted more because of what I've seen. Like right. it's like I I see the potential in it, and I want to see it develop more. Mm. Is what I guess what it is. You know. Right. Whereas, like, on the other side, I think Madonna's character is really fleshed out pretty well in terms of just, like, maybe not his motivations, but, like, his character. Yeah. Like, yeah. like different aspects of him. Um, you know, like, the subtlety of, like, him um, and his, you know, interaction with the younger kid, right? And that interaction. Like, every interaction he, he has, like, he brings out character, right? Right. And I think that's the great part about this script is because, like, every scene is a moment where you're able to see um, who the character is yeah. by the way that he acts and the, by the w- things that he says, mm-hmm. people he's with. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of this script, I think. Um, because, like, there's so many moments where, like, they weave in little bits of, like, comedy and, 
little bits of like humor and stuff like that. Right. Where it's like it's a pretty serious like topic and serious scene, but like they're able to kind of bring in you know flavor and 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 life into the scene. Yeah, yeah. That really helps it to develop into something beautiful. Thing, I think I, it, like the scenes were really done pretty brilliantly. I think, especially yeah, like yeah. the cops and like you said with the two uh, informants, like, mm. like, like the different like, yeah, interactions, the different people, the different um, you know moments and yeah. and dialogue that they throw at each other and stuff like that really feels smooth and fluid, um, while kind of keeping. Um, the pace and focus in going one in one direction. Right. Yeah, I mean the the movie continually continuously moves forward, which yeah. is which is always a good thing. Well, honestly, like you said, it, the characters are very interesting, and Madame Sook's character is also very interesting and pretty fleshed out. Of like, you know, we know his place in the world. Like more and more, we know, you know, his involvement and his relationship with other gangsters, as well as being a a cop. And so we kind of get like, you know, he's kind of in this fine line a little bit where he's just his own guy. Like, you know, he's not your average, like, for justice cop, but, you know, he has like good morals. And thing is, like, you're never told these things, right? Like, exactly, he's always yeah. doing stuff or like he's in a situation it's where he like, has to show himself, right? Yeah, yeah. Reveal himself. And you see it through watching it. So I think that's the fun part, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're getting to find out who he is. Like, even the scene when he goes to the hostess bar. And he's like, yeah, like a guy, you know, the Korean boss is like, hey, I got this new boo label. Like, yeah, yeah. you want to drink it? And he's like, nah, I can't drink it. I'm on, I, clock. I'm on duty. Yeah. And he's like, nah. And then the girls come in and he's like, OK, maybe I'll, I'll stay for a little bit. Oh, I guess um, the the time's really fast in here. Right. Like it's, it's going by. so fast. Yeah. Well, well, I'm off the clock now. And, you know, like scenes like that really, uh, you know, flesh out his character. And, yeah. you know, even scenes like. Um, when he's uh, talking to the young cop after uh, he got uh, the oil on his face and they're talking right. in the uh, outside in the hospital. And he's saying like, yeah, it's okay. Like everyone uh, feels the way that you feel. Like right, right. even after I got, yeah. I always feel like if anyone has a knife around <laughs> me, like, you know, like things like that. Like coming clean about like his insecurities. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and it's always, like, into the, you know, more and more, like, the way, because he's presented with, like, you know, his both gangs, and in the, like, the first quarter is he's solving a dispute between these two gang members that, you know, want to attack one member, and, like, this drama happens, and he sits them down and just, like, forces them to apologize and yeah. make peace and stuff, and he's always kind of, like, nonchalant about it, and, and, you know, as long as things are civil in my jurisdiction, like, you guys can fuck off and do whatever yeah. sort of thing so it's always like i don't know like a sense of he lets things pass or he doesn't care or like he, you know he's not always about like his job of being a detective but he once like cha Chen comes in and things are kind of abrupting you know the the peace per se of like whatever's going on in his neighborhood he starts to develop like this passion of like cracking him down and um you know just getting rid of this outlier that's disrupting like his world essentially yeah. And you can see that when the scene where the homicide detective comes in, yeah. which is a great cameo, by the way. Right. Of um, that's there because I wrote it down. Uh, oh, Cho Jingwu, yeah. with that stupid mustache. Yeah. 
And um, like once that scene comes in and he's like, oh, we're going to let go of the case and give it to these homicide uh, department. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Exactly. Like, this is this is my territory. Like, we, you know, we're coming down to get this guy. And then he makes yes, the bluff of yeah. the, Like in that scene, you're like, okay, he really kind of cares about this while being like comedic kind of in that scene. Like like I said, it does all these different things. Well, he's like, yo, uh, apology, handshake. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> squishes his hand he's like get out of here out of my town yeah but yeah it does a lot of different things it does a lot of different elements that's what I'm saying like every scene kind of builds his character somehow you know right yeah I think speaking purely for uh, Madon Suk like this is for me his most probably his most definitive role like in a movie I think this really defines who he is in a lot of the roles and narratives that he plays i mean we we always know him as like either the tough gangster or like the hard cop kind of guy yeah but this role really like skirts line is <laughs> <laughs> beth of both worlds yeah a bit but also like not only like just that like that um uh that um what's the word archetype but also like the nuances of the character as well of being yeah. like a hard ass kind of uh tough but also like a little comedic some at times you know yeah just like having all these little nuances and characteristics really add to like him and his role and i think it really carries over to a lot of other things as well yeah so i think this really for me i'm like oh this really solidifies him as like as madeline sook and like oh this is what we kind of expect makes me wonder like how much of it is the script how how much much of it it is him him? because it does feel a lot him like, it feels like a lot of it's the script too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm confused. There's a play. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, there's always a lot of play. You know, I think you know, you both inspire each other, right? Right. So, you got to see. Um, have you seen Startup? Startup. It's probably my favorite role that he's done. It's pretty. He's like, uh, he plays like a chef in this like little restaurant, but he's not the protagonist. He's like the side character. Uh-huh. But Basically, like, it follows this kid who, um, he's like a deadbeat, like, he drops out of school or or something like that, and then he ends up, like, at the restaurant and decides to take a job there, and then it's, like, him and this other girl, but he plays, like, this very, like, weird, like, heavy chef, like, tough guy role, and he has, like, long hair (laughs) in the movie, and it's the strangest, well, like, best thing is it's so out of Madan Suk. But at the same time, it's all him. Nice. It's 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 great. Anyway, we'll watch it sometime for <laughs> sure. If we do if we do comedy, I might have to throw that in there. All right. But uh, that's definitely my favorite of his. But I think like doing that is like, like we know because I think every character is like what's great for me is watching an actor that has a pretty clear archetype and they're always playing these roles. But then they do something that's like. Not really him, different, yeah. And you're like, all right, like that was a great experience, and that was that was that for him. So, see how he does in uh, Eternals as well. Looking forward to that. Oh yeah, he's in Mar- he's a Marvel character now. That's cool. that's how you know you're big. <laughs> and you're like, peace out, South Korea. I'm going to America. Going by the name Don Lee. <laughs> you know he's from America. Yeah, in California. Right? Yeah, something like that. 
I, I'm just gonna like have a freak out watching him like speak English, like perfect English. Right. <laughs> like I haven't seen you in nothing but Korean. Right. <laughs> so this and is. He's so like <laughs> good at it. I know. You never think he like speaks English. Right? <laughs> Now I'm gonna be in the theater like that guy's Korean American. Yeah. <laughs> this is not okay. I also like the scene when they're at the sauna. And that guy with the <laughs> snake tattoo comes in, and <laughs> the cops are just sitting down. He's like, "Hey, you want some eggs?" <laughs> uh, he's like peeling them for. He's like, "You left the shell." On yeah, the <laughs> just to hide his boob yeah. with the tattoo on it. Uh, I always love how they always try to get like a bigger guy than him. Yeah, but belittle that. Oh, I love guy. that too. Where. Uh, <laughs> He goes to the Korean gangsters area, right? The host area. Oh, yeah. And the big dude, the big uh, bouncer guy is there. He's like, yo, not right now. Not having it today. And he <laughs> just <laughs> smacks him in the face. Whap. Straight out cold. Yeah. Just out cold. Yeah, he's really good. John Chan's character is really good, too. I gotta find other roles by him. He was really good in this film. He's a pretty good actor. The main heavy. Yeah. He is actually um, a K-pop, like a boy group, boy, yeah. Really? Hmm? <laughs> When he's younger, like, younger, in this age. I was <laughs> to say, this guy's like, <laughs> freaking old. He was in G.O.D., I think. I don't know any group. So. Yeah. That was, like, really, like, way back when. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else to add? What do you think of, about this movie as, like, a gangster movie? I think it's good. Um, I guess technically, like, it's a detective film because mm. the protagonist was a detective. But I would also consider, like, a gangster film or, like, in the mob category just because also he plays both sides of that, lever of that narrative. But also, like, the film itself is half and half narrative-wise of following uh, Madan Six's character as well as, as, well as Jiang Chen. And just... Not even just Chang Chen, but also just all the other uh, gangster parties that are at play. Like, the movie is constantly bouncing narratives between what the detectives are doing and their progress, as well as Jung Chen and, you know, him basically going through and conquering each town and each gang and sort of, you know, just following, like, the drama that's happening between everybody. Yeah. So I think it, it does good of keeping that balance. And, it, I mean, like, you know, classically, like, it, it sticks with, like, a very, like, gangster kind of mob Um, theme, but also like very like much in South Korea. Like it definitely does a good job of doing that. So I think it's it's very like towards the image of kind of where I think I wanted the series to be. Yeah, I think this is the most ideal right um, one that we picked. I think for me, I think it, it was purposeful because like all the different four films that we watched, I think they were all different. Yeah. And, Um, varied in a certain way and and i wanted this film to be kind of be representative of the most closest to the most a classical typical, yeah. typical you know gangster film it's no goodfellas or like where but, you know. well i mean even in goodfellas um there's an element of like you know the cops and them yeah. trying to figure out you know and stuff like that so i think in the in a similar sense this is kind of doing that too um Whereas the other three films, I feel like, explore different aspects of, mm. you know, the gangster genre. So I think that was pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, this is like the prime of it, for sure. 
and I think the other three, like I said, do kind of do something different. Um, yeah, I mean, Mr. Six is kind of about the old people in retirement, <laughs> right? And then I guess the closest maybe is a bittersweet life in that sense. But also that's a very like all about the protagonist. Movie. Yeah, very, yeah. Very much about him versus... And the revenge story and the love right. story. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like that, so. so it's kind of thematically different. And then Sonatina is just <laughs> way <Something>. different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just something else entirely. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the series as a as a whole? How are you? I think it was an enjoyable series. I always liked this genre, mm-hmm. and just to see that there's you know a lot of different types even in this genre, and and different ways of uh, doing it is something think a testament to you know this genre and just how much people love it and how much people have different ideas about it and you know <clears throat> the different experiences that maybe they might not have directly had but ins- are inspired by and wanted to kind of delve into right how are you stacking the four titles what do you mean like each other i think um Outlaws is probably one for just being the most true to its genre. <laughs> um, I personally liked Sonatine a lot. Yeah. And and then probably Bittersweet Life and then Mr. Six. Dang, shouts to Mr. Six. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was bad per se, but it's just yeah. not really my cup of tea, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Now, um... I don't know. I mean, I, Outlaws is definitely, I think, the most in line by nature. Um, I think to kind of basically the same as yours, I like Sonatine a lot, um, personally. Like, it's different, uh, very, like, tasteful, I guess. I don't know. It was just something new to watch. Yeah. Like, not something that I really, I just didn't expect it to be what it was, you know? And um, just an interesting take on on like that kind of film, but then using gangsters to like gangsters on retirement yeah. sort of thing. Like I would have never thought to make a movie about that. Yeah. But I rolled with the punches. Um you know, I think I would put Mr. Six above Bittersweet Life, personally. Um, but but yeah, it's kind of that's pretty much it. If you want to touch the surface of gangster films, there's so many. Yeah, especially in Korea. I feel like anywhere, like there's a time period where just everybody like cranks out like, <laughs> mob films, you know? Yeah. Like it's, there's just, uh, everybody's got that kind of thing. Everybody's got problems. <laughs> In society, on people. Hey, I mean, this was a mix of two, right? We had Chinese and Koreans coming in. Chinese invading Koreans. Again. <laughs> Not as more times. But yeah, so that was that. We will see what we will do for the next series. And we'll see you then. Till then, peace. Bye.